People always ask how I balance my family life with 400 shows a year. I'm just doing what I love with the people I love. It's my magic life. All right, and we're live. Uh, Natalie and I, this is our first attempt at doing a podcast. So today's episode, I thought would be fun to reminisce about how Natalie and I got together. Yeah. And our first, uh, I don't know, how we hooked up in the first place. How How I made your life magical. You know, we were talking about <laughs> this in the car, just saying what we were going to say uh, during the podcast. And I said, you know what? I, I've been doing magic since I was seven. All this stuff going on in my life, but Wes Isley's magic life, just the thought of it, started when I met you. No, But it's true. Sweet? It's true. So I was a magician in a restaurant when Natalie met me. I was doing nine restaurants six days a week, and I had an option if I didn't have any shows on a Sunday morning that I could go in and do uh, magic on Sunday mornings as well. Um, which also gave me, you know, the Saturdays and Sunday afternoons to do shows. So I was hopping when I first met Natalie. And Natalie, what were you up to back then? I was going to James Madison University, and I was waitressing at the same time. So um, just, you know, in college, waitressing for some money to pay for books, apartment, you know, all that jazz. To live the college life. And she was going to college for? Religion. I was getting a religion degree. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So it seemed interesting. And I had bounced back and forth few, through a few things at first. And then I just I didn't know what I wanted to do. I figured, well, I'll just get a religion degree. It seems interesting. And... um. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that you have a religion degree, so that's yeah. that's pretty awesome. Whenever we, um, whenever I have questions about religion, I'm like, Natalie, did you know that? Yeah, well, we studied that. We went to a mosque and did that, or we did this, or yeah, I had a professor that believed that. He was a nut. <laughs> I, I love all those stories. Yeah, there's, there's some interesting... I had some interesting professors, I'd say... 99% of them I loved. I can only think of one that really kind of um, wasn't that awesome. But, it, you know, it is what it is. Well, you know, back then, back then I was uh, dating a lot. I um, had just broken up with a girl a couple weeks prior to even asking Natalie out. And when we got together, she was calling and saying uh, to take me back and things like that and crying. And Natalie's like, are you, are you sure you guys are broken up? Like, yeah, I told him later that I was amazed that we stayed together. Because I was like, you had this girl calling you all the time. Wanting you to go on dates with her and boohooing and this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, I stayed. I could have totally taken that as a red flag. But naive me. But it worked out well. Well, after all these years, you realize what she was missing oh is that what it is <laughs> <laughs> i'm such a stud <laughs> but um i i didn't even know natalie'd be a girlfriend when when we first started uh even talking in the restaurant yeah i come in i show up just for a couple hours a night and then i'm out of there so i only saw her you know once a week twice a week and uh, i could joke around with natalie natalie was fun she was pretty Aww, she was nice. way tall but she was fun to be around and i was like well I'm single. I I'd like to go out to dinner. Let me let me ask Natalie out. But the height difference. I really didn't think that we'd end up boyfriend girlfriend. I'm five five. She's five ten. Five inches doesn't sound like a lot, but to put it in perspective, whenever I give her a hug, her boob is in my <laughs> ear. So that that's that tells you right there that five inches. I don't know how because that doesn't seem like five inches. And that's normal for a guy to be that much taller or taller than the girl, but for the girl to be taller isn't isn't normal. It's usually the other way around. So, but I thought he was cute, and I figured, hey, he asked me out, free dinner, why not? But we ended up having a good time. 
Well, I was uh, I was trying to woo you a lot in that restaurant, though, for those weeks leading up to me asking you out. That's true. When we were talking I was trying. A lot, I was trying yeah, hard. You were, yeah. It was sweet. It was very. It was cute. He made balloon animals along with doing magic at the restaurant. So, do you want a balloon animal? At the time, I thought they were cute. Now I'm fairly sick of them. But <laughs> at the time, they were new and neat. And I was like, sure. And he was like, well, do you have roommates? And I lived with three other girls in, in um, my apartment. And I was like, yeah, I have three three roommates. Well, I'll make you balloons for them. And it was like every night I was leaving with these armfuls of balloons. My roommates absolutely loved them. They thought they were neat too, you know, because none of us, it was all new and None of us had seen that kind of thing very much, so it was neat to get. And then one time, he was telling me about his, what do you call it, background? Your 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 sideshow background. Oh, yeah. And um, nailing nails up his, his nose. He was telling me about that. I was like, ooh, that's weird. He's like, I can do it now. No, it's, there's no nails. I can do it with a toothpick. I can do it with anything. I used to be able to do it with spoons. I can still do it with a spoon or a fork. He took he took a, a toothpick. And um, I, I'm assuming, to this day, I assume he figured it was clean. <laughs> but it wasn't. He nailed the, the toothpick up his nose and he just started crying. And uh, found out that it had um, seasoning salt all over it. It had been used to hold a club sandwich together. And it was on a plate. I knew they didn't put it in their mouth, but I didn't know they'd rub seasoning salt all over it. So my uh, eyes were watering. It was interesting to say the least, but it made me chuckle. <laughs> well, and making balloons for this cute girl, um, balloons are nothing. It's something that I can do with my eyes closed. It cost me a nickel. It's, it's nothing. But it gave me a reason to talk to her. It gave me a reason to be near her more. Aww. Do you want another balloon animal? You want another one? And it gave me another 30 seconds to hang out with her. And then watching her leave at nighttime with 500 balloons, uh, it was, uh, I don't know, it was cute. And then uh, not only making balloon animals, but showing her magic tricks and joking around with her and trying to come up with stuff to joke around with her. Yeah. That was my way of wooing you. Yeah. I, was, I was pulling out all the stuff. Apparently it worked. <laughs> it did. <laughs> well, and then... Um, and then finally I asked you out, but I don't feel like that was a Saturday. I feel like that was like a, a I think was that was, a Thursday uh, night? I think we went out on a Thursday. I think it ended up being, because I worked, I worked a very limited schedule. I think I worked like Wednesdays and Fridays and Saturdays or something like that. Um, and you, I think you asked me out on a Wednesday night and it was slowing down. And it was cute because I was sitting down. My shift was almost over, and he came up to me. He was looking down in his hands, and he had a pocket knife, and he was rubbing the logo off of a Sharpie marker. And he looked a little nervous, and I was like, what's going on? And he's like, well, I don't know, as he's scrubbing this logo off the Sharpie marker. I was just curious if, um, if you'd like to, you know, maybe if I could take you out to dinner maybe tomorrow night or something. I thought it was so sweet. And, you know, all those all those magazines at the time, even now, they tell you, well, oh, just don't tell them yes right away. Go have to check your calendar. Do all this game stuff that you have to play these games to make them think you're so busy that you can't go out with them. But he was so cute, and I wasn't into doing that kind of thing. So I was, sure, I'm wide open. <laughs> So we ended up going out on our first date the next night. And I called my mom to tell her I had a date with a cute guy. And it was funny because um, I prefaced it with, don't laugh, mom. Because <laughs> um, he's, he's a little shorter than me. And what does she do? She just laughs out loud. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Because I always said, I will never date a guy that's shorter than me. That just won't happen. And then here I am going out with a uh, on a date with a guy that's shorter than me. And then on top of that, I didn't know how to pronounce his last name. So she was like, well, what's his name? His name's Wes. And what's his last name? I don't know. Honey, you are doing this wrong. You need to figure out his last name before you go into... 
Mom, I don't know how to say it. It starts with an I. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't know how to say it. Izzle? Azeli? Izzle? <laughs> it's something. I don't know. I'll figure it out tomorrow. I'll let you know. So, but I just thought that was funny. Well, when we went to Outback, we went to Outback Steakhouse that night. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a great time. But when we sat down at the table, all that height thing went away. Because we were looking at each other right in the eyes. You weren't a foot taller than me at that point. Mm-mm. And I was like, whoa. And then we just talked and we had a great time like we'd known each other for years. Yeah. We just, we really hit it off. And like I said, I was dating a lot. So I had, no, I had a lot of awkward dates. I had a lot of dates where you were trying to pull stuff out. Of, so what does your family do? Yeah. Or, you know, they couldn't talk magic. They couldn't talk about the entertainment industry or anything like that. They could talk about, you know, doing nails and doing hair or something like that. And I couldn't talk about any of that stuff. So conversation flowed easily. It did. It was a good date. And I hadn't dated that much before, but I thought it was a good date. I didn't have nearly the experience you had. It was a good date, I'll tell you. It was a good date. (laughs) I thought so. But when I sat down and looked at her eye to eye, it took me off guard. I'm like, whoa, wait, this chick's all legs. (laughs) I I never noticed in the the restaurant garb you wore. You just, I just saw tallness. You know, those, those waitress outfits aren't flattering anyway. No, they're They're, not. They're the worst. Yeah, they are. But yep, all leg. That's why I can't find pants easy. Got to find those talls and extra talls that nobody sells. <laughs> Didn't somebody give us a, a website recently for you to go check out? For tall and big feet? Hey. What? <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> for a lady, you have big feet. I am well. I'm tall. Okay, so, but I mean. I don't. If, well, please remember it. Yes, I don't if you're it. listening to this and you know a website for ladies <laughs> with big feet and long legs, you. <laughs> Please send it to us. God, you can email God. me at westisley at gmail.com and just put it in the subject. Uh, this is the website for the big feet and the long legs. I swear. <laughs> it's a good thing I've gotten over my insecurity of my big feet. Golly. I used to be very insecure about that, mister. No. You're just you're yelling fine. it out there. Big feet. You're fine. But I do need... Bigger shoes. Well, <laughs> shoes are actually... It's not as easy to find, but... It's easier than tall pants. Nobody sells tall pants in a store where you can try them on anymore. You have to order them. But even then, there's not much to choose from. Or at least that I can find. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking in the wrong places. Who knows? I don't know. But if you know anybody that sells short pants, uh, I'd like that website too. (laughs) (laughs) I always have to cut off four inches at the bottom of mine. We have the opposite problems. (laughs) Golly. Anyway, so our night of our first date, we really hit it off. We had nothing else planned afterwards. Neither one of us are partiers or wanting to go to a club or go to a bar or something. So uh, back then I had a Miata convertible and it was October. Mm -hmm. So I put the top down, turned the heat on Mm -hmm. and we just rode around for hours. We just talked and talked and talked. But even when we were done with that. And it wasn't weird. And when we were done with that, we still wanted to talk more. Yeah. We didn't want the night to end. But nothing was open except for Waffle House. Did you ever go to the Waffle House before that? Never. Me either. As far as I know, I I don't think I had ever been to the Waffle House. I thought that was was your idea. I think it was the only place open. I'd never been to a Waffle House before that. Me neither. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. It was all greasy food. I don't think we got it. We just got a couple of drinks. I, I, I think I just got I probably, hot chocolate. Yeah, and got and I got coffee. A coffee. I don't think we actually ordered any food. But it's one of those places you can just feel the grease in the air when you walk in. So I think we went back once. We went back once when we were on the road just for nostalgia's sake. I think it was when Lana was a baby baby. And we went in. You don't remember? No. I do. We went in, and it's funny because all the Waffle Houses in the middle of the night always seem to have a, a cop <laughs> near the door. And then um, it, we ate that time, and I think we regretted it. We haven't been back since. So, yeah, well, yeah. it's a Waffle House. <laughs> I know. But we talked, and that's when I found out your dad was a doctor. And I'm uh-huh. like, ka-ching, this girl's <laughs> awesome. Plus, she's got a rich father. Yeah. You've benefited from that, haven't you, honey? 
<laughs> no, not at all. You're expected to make your own way in the world. Well, I'm not saying that. I thought you'd go to say that what your dad did. Oh. I thought you were making jokes. You said ka -ching. I thought, well, I mean, you, you date a girl and you find out her dad's loaded and you're like, well, that's a great sign. That's a good thing. And then early on in our relationship, she's like, oh, no. My dad is a cancer doctor for kids, and they're the lowest paid doctors out there. Yeah. I mean, he's still a doctor, but yeah. Nah. That's, what I've, that's all, what I've always been told. There's the lowest paid doctor you can be. Pediatrician type doctor. But you know, after all these years, her parents are awesome. Man, I, I lucked out. Uh, the house that we have now, the property near next door was over 20 acres and up for sale, and it has a little apartment above it with a big garage, and... There's room to build over there. And I was really... I wasn't even hinting. I was begging your parents to buy it. I, I love their parents. Her parents. I love them. Me too. Um, they're really fun to hang out with. We've been on vacations with them before. Yeah. And um, it'd be really cool if they were next door. But they're two and a half hours south. And we're on the road so much. It's hard to, it's hard to see them as much as we'd like to. Yeah. But anyway... So, yeah, ka-ching, her dad's a doctor. And then she pulled the rug out from underneath that one. Well, yes, but you, you know, that doesn't mean anything. That means nothing to you. I set you straight. Yeah. Nah. And then... Um, no gold digging from you, mister. Daggone it, I tried. I'd already fallen in love after you pulled that rug out. It was too late to go back. And then, uh, what else, what else, what else? Besides your parents... About a week week after dating you, I, I did another um, wooing technique. <laughs> I, I think it, it made my heart stop for a couple see, seconds. See, uh, it was just, it, it was messing with your heart. That's what I was trying to do. Me. It scared me so bad. It was a corny joke, but I didn't know. I mean, he said it so straight-faced. He's like, I, I have something for you. I was like, oh. That's so sweet. He said it's a diamond ring. And I I, I think I probably went quiet at that point because I'm like, I like him a lot, but I, I'm not ready for a diamond ring. And then he pulls out this dollar bill folded into a ring with a dime on top of it. A dime and ring. She must have heard it wrong. Ah, oh, gotcha. Woo. <laughs> I gave you a dollar and ten cents. I really like this guy. I don't want to make him. I don't want to hurt his feelings and break his heart. But oh my gosh, it's only been a week. I cannot accept a diamond ring at this point. I was <laughs> I was wooing you so hard. Balloon animals, nailing toothpicks up my nose, origami, anything to get yeah. the girl. Oh my goodness, that was a scary one though. The way I and you know it's supposed to sound like diamond ring, dime and ring. Golly. And uh, I had just recently broken up with a girl. Uh, I had been dating her for a couple months. And this girlfriend was calling me around the clock. This ex-girlfriend was calling me around the clock, asking me to take her back. And Natalie was like, uh, are you, you sure you guys are broken up? Honey, yeah, we had the talk. She cried in my driveway. Yes, we, we are broken up. And uh, Natalie and I would go on dates. I mean, we were together all the time when we first got together. We were, yeah. we were together... Six out of seven nights a week, maybe? We got together a lot. We a lot. We could. And um, Natalie was 45 minutes away from me in another town over a mountain. And I would drive that mountain. I would do my restaurant gigs. As soon as I get off, I'd go hang out with her and or go hang out with her before. Yeah. Did it mess up your schooling? Did it mess up you going to classes and stuff? No, not too much. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I skipped a couple classes for you, but it it wasn't it wasn't too too bad. I still I still did good in my studies. So Well, you graduated with honors. Yeah, see? So yeah, but I don't know. Could you have done better? <laughs> did I mess anything up? I don't think you messed anything up. I mean, it was my senior year. I was sick of being in school. I didn't really want to be in college anyway. <laughs> But I did good. I did fine. I mean, I, like you said, I graduated with honors. I was in the honor society. Um, I didn't let it fall through the cracks. And it's not, it was 
few and far between that I skipped a class. Sometimes you just need a brain, brain break. Tried to say brain and break all at the same time. It came out funny. Sometimes you need a brain. <laughs> Sometimes you need a brain. That's why. That's why I hooked <laughs> up with you. You are my brain. Oh. Whenever someone asks me anything about, uh, are you guys available this day? I don't know. Ask Natalie. What about this? How much do you charge? I don't know. Ask Natalie. You are my brain. Oh jeez, you just you've wiped your hands of that part. You could do it. I have faith in you. Well, but, yes. When that girl was calling, that was. That was interesting. Well, we'd be on a date and she'd call me. Right. But, I mean, I guess you were just being too nice. You should have just well, I don't wanna... quit taking her phone call. That doesn't sound nice. It doesn't sound nice. But when she's called, you know, when we've been dating for a bit and she's still calling and you've taken how many phone calls from her, I, I think at that point she should get the message. But anyway, eventually she did. She doesn't call anymore. <laughs> After all these years. Yeah. Well, um, I wasn't the only one that had people making phone calls to him. You had some weird dude that was calling you. He and wasn't I, weird. He was weird to me. It's weird to you. He was nice. He was my friend. Um, hey, look, it's a dude that's <laughs> calling you around the clock. He wants to be your boyfriend. He wants you. We were he doesn't want to be friends. a friend. He doesn't want to be a friend. You said well, I don't know how to break up with the girl. He didn't know how to, he didn't know how to uh, erase the Sharpie logo and finally <laughs> ask you out. See. Well, I mean, Lord, if he wanted to ask me out, he needed to be more clear because I was not getting that. I I was of the belief that we were just friends, and yeah, we call and talk. But he was, he had gone to JMU, and um, I had gotten to know him the year before. And then the year I met you, he had moved to Tennessee. So we didn't get to see each other, but we were talking on the phone. And, um, yeah, I told him about you, and he didn't sound jealous. I mean, we were friends. And then he found a, he got a girlfriend. And, and like a week after us dating, a week after us dating, he slowed off. down those phone calls quick. Yeah, well, he found somebody he wanted to be with, I suppose, and just kind of faded away and then once I graduated it's done which is weird isn't it if he's your good friend wouldn't he want you to talk about the relationship and how are you doing and I mean he called you from like 11 o'clock at night till three in the morning every single day I don't think it was every single day I think you've um no exaggerated it was, it was that all night. all the time we talked a few times a week yeah but but like two little okay, girls. Well, I'm so sorry. I it was good conversations from what I remember. And he was a good friend at the time and I thought we were friends and then, you know, I don't know, he got a girlfriend and I tried to invite him to my graduation, but that didn't end up happening. I don't know. Maybe his girlfriend didn't want him talking to me anymore. I I don't know, honey. I'm not friends with him anymore. I <laughs> I think I'm friends with him on Facebook, but I don't see him on there. So. I won. That's all I know. I won. <laughs> I'm the winner. You got the girl. It's it's all good. And I got the boy. I won. I won from the ex-girlfriend too. You got the you got the magician. Oh. You got a famous magician too. You didn't just get some average dude. <laughs> it only took him 24 years to get to this level of fame, but uh I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> but um after we were dating like a week you got to see me do more than just close-up magic and balloons. You got to see me do a real magic show. Yes. You did a magic show at the mall on my side of the mountain. And you weren't my assistant. You were just in the audience. I was not. I came to see you do a magic show. I did, I'd never seen you do a magic show before. Um, yeah. And I brought, I, brought my, I brought my roommate, one of them, with me. And we watched the magic show and had a good time and... I don't remember. Did we hang out after the show or no? Because I think my roommate had to go for like a study group or something after the show. So I don't know if I was with you or not. I don't remember. But I remember I liked the show. It was very good. You were, you were very energetic and pretty awesome. I don't remember. I, I remember you telling me you came to see me, but I don't remember us talking afterwards or yeah. me meeting the roommate or anything. Like, you guys might have just left before. I think you met the roommate right after the show, but she had to leave fairly quickly for something she had going on. 
But um, this was the show that you always tell people that you had that nest of boxes and the mall security oh. came and swarmed it. And was that one? That was that one, yeah. No way. Yeah. Mall wow. Se- mall security came up to the box because he, he did a trick where... Um, a card a vanishes, card. a signed card vanishes yeah. from the deck of cards. And it reappears inside a nest of boxes like 13 deep. And the nest of boxes is out in the audience the whole show. The, the volunteer has to go get the boxes and they open them up on stage. So the, the box was just sitting out there next to one of the mall signs in the audience. And um, in the middle of the show, I look up and I see 12 mall security and regular cops yeah, surrounding, surrounding the it. box. <laughs> and and he, they started to open up the boxes. I'm, hey guys, what are you... No, guys, that's me. That's me. I think they thought somebody left a bomb or something at the at the mall. And I didn't know at the time. I wasn't. This was the first magic show I saw. So I was watching them. And I was like, what are they doing? And then he's like, wow. no, it's it's part of the show. It's part of the show. It's, oh, it's okay. It's okay. And so then they were like, oh, and they backed off. So that was the first show I saw you at. That is so funny. <laughs> like, I remember that story. I remember those cops being surrounding that box, and they were digging through the box. And it's like, if you really thought it was a bomb, why are you, why are you opening it? That's true. That's very true. But, yeah. I don't know. So maybe they didn't think it was a bomb, per se. I don't know what they thought it was. They were all they surrounding were, it. They were surrounding it, and they were opening it. Wow. I don't think they got too far, though. No, no. I, I, well, when I saw... A group of cops back there surrounding. I'm like, what's going on? <gasps> They're messing with my magic. That's a magic trick. Don't mess with that. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. What was I wearing back then? Because I went through phases. So I used to wear a full tuxedo when I was a little kid doing magic shows. But I almost died at a 4th of July show when I was doing close-up magic next to a pool. I finished doing the show. I did close-up magic next to the pool. Then I had to pack all that up and do a real show like in the woods next to the pool area for all the little kids. Then I think I stood around for an hour doing balloon animals, packed it all up, animals included, got in the car, turned the car on, the air conditioner hit me in the face, and then I woke up at nighttime, and the place was empty, no other cars in the parking lot, and the car was still running. Of course I passed out, but that scared me to death. So immediately yeah. I went to from that to wearing... I tried to wear a gray t-shirt with Party Magic logo. That's my company name, no, Party Magic. Mm-mm, not yet. You got that later. You. Um, I went to just gray t-shirts, but sweat didn't. showed up. No, no, no. You didn't. Well, you never saw me with tuxedos. When I, I didn't see you with tuxedos. When I first saw you, you were wearing dress pants and like a button-up shirt. So I was in the polo with, phase. You, with like the sleeves rolled up. So it was the long sleeve polo shirt with the Party Magic logo on it. You did not have Party Magic till after that. I joined you. Oh, so I was just wearing a dress shirt still. Were, okay, yeah. so you, you saw wearing, the whole phase of the gray t-shirts yes, and all I of saw that. The, yeah, because you got, you got your Party Magic logo changed while I was with you. Oh. Yeah, I was with you at that point. See what and I mean then, about you being my brain? <laughs> your memories. So I think you just had a dress shirt on and, and, you know, suit pants and a dress shirt, which looked nice. What about and a tie? Did to, I have a tie on? I don't remember about the tie. Yeah, I used to wear a shirt and tie for a long time. It could be that you had a tie, but I don't remember a tie. But that doesn't mean anything. But, I mean, I, yeah, I was with you when you changed your um, changed your logo for, for Party Magic. And then you did dress shirts with Party Magic. Then you went to t-shirts with Party Magic. And then you changed your logo to your Wes Eisley magic man thing and now you're wearing those just on my ambigram yeah if you look at it one way it says wes isley if you turn it upside down it says magic man yeah that's a cool logo it is you know that logo. t-shirt's available on my website wesisley.com <laughs> it sure is but um yeah well i mean i was just trying out different things i, I tried those gray t-shirts but sweat showed up so much and then the black t-shirts when you're doing a county fair and it's 100 degrees outside Nothing's fun to wear. There is no outfit that's fun. No. No, there really isn't. And and even with black, sweat's going to come through. You see the you see you still see when the sweat. When you're you're sweating that much, yeah. But on a normal basis when it's just a little bit black is good. That's funny that you were that that's the day that that the security got that. That I'm just 
Yeah. That's the day. That was, that the was first a big day show. for me because I, I learned a lot at that show. <sighs> I was like, man, they could have called a bomb squad. They could have. So every time I set that box out after that, I would say, hey, guys, that's part of the show right here. But that's calling attention to it at the beginning of the show. So I don't like doing that. I like it being hidden back there. And then they're like, well, when did that show up? Yeah. Because they just walk in, take their seats in the theater, and never notice that box there. Well, I think the different something that made a difference was when you started putting it on a your own table. Yeah. I think that made a difference. This was just on the floor next to one of the mall signs. the mo- One of the movable mall signs. Not one of those permanent maps or anything. Just one of those okay. aluminum movable signs. Because I can imagine I'd put it on top of like a brick rail or something so it's no. up off the ground a little bit. It but... was on the ground next yeah. to one of the signs. But, I mean, if you, you know, before Corona happened and when you were doing it, you put your own table out there, just that little little small square table. And so that looked more... It's something with the show. Yeah. That seemed it, to be more something. It belongs there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, let's get back to us dating. Okay. So, you're taller than me. Yes. You're all legs. Yeah. But um, when we were first dating, she came over to my side of the mountain, and we went. I took her to my gym. I had a lady, uh, Carla, that was uh, Carla Beasley. She's a she's a sweetheart of a lady, and she was my trainer. So we'd work out together, Carla and I. And I wanted her to meet you, so I went to the gym, brought you to the gym, and we did a shoulder press machine, where you have to adjust the seat in the shoulder press machine. And when uh, you did it, everything fit fine. But then when I went in there, I didn't fit in the shoulder press machine. And I had to readjust the seat. And I'm like, what? You had to make it taller. And that's when I realized that actually my torso is longer than hers. <laughs> she really is all leg because even my upper body is longer than hers. Yep. Whoa. Yeah, so really, you're taller than me when we sit down. Yeah. <laughs> it's when we stand up. Isn't that I weird? Just, I'd say, yeah, I'm like a giraffe from all legs. But if you <laughs> hug me sitting down, your ear wouldn't be in my boob. Other way it's around. Oh, oh, right, yes. Right, right, right. You're not that much taller than me in the torso. I gotcha. No, uh-uh. <laughs> but that made me, that gave me a little bit more pep in my step that, you know, I am bigger than her, kind of. <laughs> my, my spinal column is longer than hers. She's just all legs. That gave me an excuse. Because we did have people picking on us and, and saying snide comments. The people at your restaurant that you were working at, well, we didn't really tell them. That re- restaurant we were working at, had any restaurant you work at and waitress at, is a huge gossip mill between waitresses and cooks and, you know, busboys. It's all just a huge gossip mill. So, I mean, we didn't mention it. I, I think maybe one or two people knew. Um, and I think it came out right before I graduated and I was quitting anyway. So... We didn't really tell anybody there, but, um, yeah, people saw it as weird. They saw it as, it's different. It's not normal for a tall girl to date a short guy. It just, it's not seen. Usually it's the tall guy with the short girl. I remember in that restaurant looking at a couple years before I met you because they were regulars and I thought it was odd because it was a, a, a Hispanic Mexican guy. With a tall uh, white woman, and they had a couple kids with them. And yeah. every time they came in, I'm like, wow, he must be confident because, I mean, he's way shorter than her. Yeah, you can't say you lack in confidence, honey. I am full of confidence. Just, <laughs> just ask me, I'll tell you. Exactly. But yes, when we go places, you'd hear snickering because we, we hold hands, we don't hide the fact that we're together. And at first, it is a little. It was a little weird. It was a little bit of insecurity, at least on my part. It was like, golly, people are laughing at us and snickering and look how tall she is or look how short he is. And it was, I didn't enjoy that aspect of it. And you know what, though? We got used to it. And now maybe there's snickers, but I don't hear them. I don't. Do you? No. Well, we went to King's Dominion probably our first month of dating. No, it had to be the next spring. Yeah. Um, I, I remember people laughing out loud, but it kind of hurt a little bit because yeah. we, we were still new. I mean, we'd only been together six months, maybe. 
I was like, damn, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Right. It's like laughing at a bald guy and saying, ha ha, you're bald. Well, he's already lost all of his hair. It's, it's too late to Rogaine. You can't make fun of that guy. Right. What's done um, is done. It's not it's yeah, I can't, out of your control. I can't fix my shortness. I, there's not enough lifts you could put in shoe to make <laughs> me the same size as my wife. Yep. So I uh, can't grow anymore and I can't shrink. It is what it is. So. And we laugh about it, and we're fine with it now. It's no big deal at all. We just walk in anywhere, and we don't even think about it. No. It doesn't even come in my mind. If there's people that are laughing at us as they go past us now, maybe we come across more confident. Maybe we looked a lot more insecure in our early um, months of dating, and so people felt like they could laugh out loud and, and you know, bullies. When you, when you show your insecurity, it just kind of eggs them on more. I don't know if that's the case or we've just gotten so used to it that we've tuned out people laughing at us. Who knows? And I don't really care anymore. Mm-mm. I used to care. It used to get to me a little. And I'd be like, man, I really like this guy, but he is shorter than me. But, you know, really, we started dating in October. And I remember coming back from my Christmas break and just driving down the road to see you. And I just got this rush of butterflies in my stomach. And I realized I'm in love. And that was only, you know, two and a half months into it. No. I know. I fell fast for you, honey. So it was too late. So I had to get over it. <laughs> and I have, so. And another funny story is our first Christmas together. Oh, yeah. Because that you, was horrible you. You had went to your parents' house, and your parents lived in Maryland. Yes, at the time. Which was three and a half hours north. From where I was. Yeah, something along those lines. So I had to get up really early in the morning, like 5 or 6. And I'm not a big shower guy. I'll take showers two, three times a month. But I'd rather take a bath. It's it's my it's my reset and recharge time. Um, that's when I watch podcasts or watch a magic uh, lecture. I just sit there and just soak and just reset because if I'm, if, even if I'm watching a movie on the couch, I'm playing on my phone or yeah. trying to do social media or doing something like that. No kidding. But when, I'm, <laughs> but when I'm in the bathtub, my hands are wet. I can't touch my phone. So I just sit there and relax and just watch. I just need to put your hands in a bucket full of water during, <laughs> a, during a movie. But anyway, I was taking a bubble bath that morning and I called Natalie and or Natalie called me and she said, all right, well, I'll see you in a couple hours. Yeah, as soon as I get out of the tub, I'm, I'm jumping in the car and I'm, I'm coming your way. And then about an hour later, the phone rang in my car and I didn't answer it. And that was the hardest thing in the world to do because if you know me, if my phone rings at 3 in the morning, 8 p.m., 2 a.m., it doesn't matter. I'm jumping to answer the phone. Yep, he's attached to that thing. So when you called... What did I say? I said nothing. Nothing. You didn't answer, and I started getting worried. So you called more. Yeah. And that killed me. Because it scared me. I I wasn't sure what was going on if, if... I mean, the first thing I went to was he got in a car wreck. I was worried. I was worried for your life. And then you called more. And then I called more. And then finally he answered. And this was... Christmas was on a Sunday. So his family celebrated Christmas on Christmas Eve. So he had done his Christmas Eve with his family the night before. So he was coming to spend Christmas Day with me and my family who do all the present stuff on actual Christmas Day. But Christmas had landed on a Sunday. So my whole family went to church and I said, well, he's coming. I'm just going to wait so that there's somebody here in case he gets here while everybody's at church. And so I was waiting and waiting and waiting and getting scared and wondering what had happened. And finally, he answers. And I'm like, are you okay? He goes, I am so sorry. I fell asleep in the bathtub and I just woke up. I woke up because the water was cold. I even even added caveats to it. I woke up because the water was cold. (laughs) And so he's like, I'm, I'm... out now and I'm dressed but I just wanted to tell you that I'm 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 leaving now so I'm gonna be a little late I was like oh because you know it was around the time that my parents should be getting home in the next you know half hour or so and that's when we were gonna start doing all the presents and everything else so I was like oh you're gonna miss presents and 
kind of disappointed. And the doorbell rang. I said, well, hold on. I have to go answer the door. And I answered the door. And who's at the door but him with his phone to his ear. Surprise! I'm actually here on time. You scared me to death. But I was so relieved. You were so happy. <laughs> I was happy. I don't, you weren't too mad, were you? No, you weren't mad. I didn't get too mad. I was, I was happy you were there. And I was happy you'd be able to celebrate Christmas with us. So honestly, though, who do you think suffered more? You, you being sad about me being late or me struggling when that phone rang not to answer it? That was it, the hardest it, thing in the world for me. It wasn't that I was sad you were late. It was that I was scared that you were dead. Oh, so you win? <laughs> I think I win. I was worried. Yeah, it was really hard not to answer wreck. that phone. It was like 10 rings. It was like 10 times it called. Oh, you make me sound obsessive. I, no, no, but you called. I don't know. I well, you could have called three times, but my but heart, it seemed like, it seemed like yeah, 50 yeah. times you called. Just trying to see where you were at. How much longer you got? And then, you know, you don't answer. So it could have been quite a few more than I would have called because I'm wondering how bad the wreck was. If you're okay, when you're going to be able to answer your phone while you're at the hospital? What hospital are you at so I can come see you? <laughs> Goodness. That was a good first Christmas. That was, that was way better than a diamond ring. That surprise. <laughs> That surprise was, a was good way surprise. better. And you give me a diamond ring at Christmas. I, I, whew, that would have been too soon, too. See, I didn't realize I loved you till after Christmas when I was coming back from Christmas oh, break. Oh, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, I knew yeah. daggone earlier than that. I, you I'm, did? I'm sure I did. Aww. Yeah. I think that first night solidified everything for me. I was, I was head over heels. I was like, I don't want to take this girl home. What if, what, what, uh, uh uh-uh. And see, in in the back of my mind, still to this day, I have a dream, a reoccurring dream, that it's you, but I can't remember your name, and I can't remember your phone number, so how do I even search to find you? I lose you, and I can't find you. So letting you go that night home, I don't want to lose her, because you're not from this town. You're going to go back home to your parents. Yeah. I don't want to lose you. I think that was a... In the back of my mind when we first got together. Because yeah. you were from Maryland and I'm from Virginia. And you're going to go to... graduating, yeah. And you're going to graduate and I'm never going to see you. But I really want to be with you and... Oh. And then I ended up staying. Yeah, well, you had a degree in religion and you didn't want to work at a church. I didn't know what I wanted to do. That so, was the problem. dun da 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 I come to the rescue like Superman. I asked you if I could work with you. And I figured, well, I'd work with you until I figure out what I wanted to do and here I am still working with you still don't know what the hell I want to do (laughs) but you also was a director of in college of plays you were in I was in high school okay but But I mean you were in the drama department all through high school you you knew what to do on stage you knew how to act on stage you weren't nervous in front of audiences you Played violin and uh I wanted to be an actress. All growing up, I wanted to be an actress. But my parents said I had to have a backup plan. So I had to go to college. And I didn't know anybody. If I was going to go to California, I knew nobody out there. I wasn't brave enough to do it on my own. I didn't have anybody saying, yeah, go for it. So I went to college. <laughs> I went to college, too, for marketing. But what was my backup plan going to be? I was a magician. My backup plan was what? I have no idea. Walmart. I guess so. Stocking shelves at Walmart. That was my backup plan. You marketing. You could have... Yeah, yeah. I would have probably done something. Ad agency somewhere and done something creative with that, but... Yeah, I, I really do enjoy marketing. And marketing my business... It's a lot of work. It's fun, but it's a lot of work. But it's so much easier marketing someone else's business because it's not your money. Yeah. Yeah. You can take gambles. You can take risks that you wouldn't do. Right. But the rewards could be way higher or you lose a little bit of money. But when it's your own business, that little bit of money really hurts because it's... Right. Because if you... We could have bought groceries with that. You're working for an ad agency marketing for somebody else. Usually, if somebody has an ad agency, it's a fairly well-to-do, bigger company. Yeah. So, you know, 
We're a small company. And speaking and speaking of ad agencies and marketing, we are on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Wes underscore Isley. And the last name is I-S-E-L-I. We just set this account up uh, a couple days ago. And guys, there's some pretty cool perks on there. I'm putting videos on there that I've never released. Videos that I've put on YouTube but had it as unlisted where I'd only show it to friends or family or other magicians. I'm going to release that to my Patreon, my patrons on Patreon because um, I do want people to see them. Why hide them from everyone? But, you know, just for a couple dollars a month, uh, the smallest tier I have is $3 a month. And um, you'll help support stuff like this. And we have twin boys on the way coming in October. Yeah. We're living in a pandemic. Shows aren't what they used to be. And we are trying to provide you guys with some entertainment through these uh, crazy times. Even though I'm not on stage performing, we're still performing. We're, we're performing on these microphones right now. There you go. We're trying to entertain you guys. So. Hopefully it worked. Is there anything else you want to talk about about us dating? I think we've covered it. How about how about how we got engaged? Why don't we finish with okay maybe that? Well, we were dating for about a year because we started dating on October twentieth, and then the following year on your birthday, which is November tenth. Best present I ever gave myself. <laughs> we had people over for his birthday, and apparently everybody was in the know except for me. And um, I had made dinner for everybody and made, you know, his whatever we had for your dessert, for your birthday dessert. And um, he said, I just want to do a magic trick and I want you to be my assistant and just help me out with the, you know, with the trick. And I was like, okay. So, all right, great. But then he didn't tell me what the trick was. And I was like, okay. And then he brings up the trick after dinner and everybody's in the living room and he's doing this magic trick producing stuff and he's telling me, okay, you go, you go over there and you pull stuff out of the box. And this like, was a... Let me set up the trick here. You, okay. you're, you're, you're ruining the trick. It was a production Excuse box. Excuse me. <laughs> this box... Oh, this box was definitely right out of a kid's birthday party show. <laughs> <laughs> it was something I got at an auction. Never used it. So Natalie had no idea what the trick was. And it just sat on a shelf. And I'm like, I need to produce this thing for her. And I just grabbed something off the shelf. This thing was a, um, a box that you showed empty. And then you reach in the top and start producing stuff out of. And uh, I produced a couple things out. And then I told you to start producing stuff. Yep. So I started producing stuff. And then there was a card box. And so I just like, woohoo, look, card box. And threw the card box. And then Mary Lou and her wonderful... I have no idea what's going on, uh, character. She plays she plays Ditsy <laughs> so well. She's like, oh, but what is in the box? So, so And I was like, I don't know. So I picked the box back up. It's a card box. I picked it back up, and there were little silks. And so I took the silks, and I'm just being goofy because we're just around friends and family. And I take out the silks from the box and just sort of flip them and throw them out. And one and of let them, them flutter to the ground. Yeah, one of them went kerplunk to the ground. And again, Mary go, Lou goes, oh, what was that? <laughs> and, and so that gives Wes the opportunity to get down on one knee. And he picks it up and took me completely by surprise and proposed. Aww. Aww. It was very sweet. And I'm thinking about this. We do have this on video. Yeah, somewhere. I will dig it up. If you guys... Um, if I had only known it was going to be a more special night, I would have worn something prettier. If you guys uh, <laughs> follow us on Patreon or become a patron on Patreon, I am going to put that video up in the next couple days. I know it's on DVD. I, I know where it's at. I just have to download it and upload it to uh, YouTube. But that'll be on there. There you go. But I need to talk about Mary Lou because we said um, she's funny and she's ditzy. But... Um, Mary Lou is a magician. She's not ditzy. She's but not. She play. She can play the clueless part perfectly. Like you, she knew a hundred percent. Wes even took her and Ron, her husband, downstairs and showed them the magic trick while I was cooking upstairs. Showed them exactly what he was going to do. 
She knew every step of the way what was happening. She knew he was proposing. She knew the trick he was doing. But I tell you what, she played it off like she had no idea. And she does that very... She, if you need a secret kept, Mary Lou is the one to go to. I tell you what, because she will never give off any sort of sign that she knows. What? Oh my, what is in the box? <laughs> I worked at a magic shop when I was in uh, college. And Ron Schneider was a just a customer in the magic shop. And we did a little uh, show at a, boy, a, a tiny little stage right across from the magic shop. And Ron would bring uh, Mary Lou, his wife, to come see us. And she was the greatest person to pick out of the audience. Because no matter what you did, she played dumb. Like, she didn't know. And wow, that was amazing. But it wasn't downplaying you. She no. played like she had no idea and has never seen magic before in her life, yet she lives with a magician. Right. That's and what's so, so awesome about her because she's really a great actress if yeah, you think about it. Exactly. It's she not looks over, like she's never seen it before. Right. And it's not over the top like, oh my, wow, or anything like that. It's like she is sincerely amazed. Even if she's seen the trick a hundred times, yeah. she can look at it and be like, whoa, that's amazing. And you believe her like, ha ha. You know, that's the first time she's ever seen that trick, and I blew her away. And yet she's seen it 60 times, you know? <laughs> so. Mary Lou is, um, you don't say a woman's age, but no, um, she's over eight decades. So I didn't say an age. Whoa. And I tell you what, we could do 10 podcasts on that lady. Yeah. She is amazing. And Ron. Yes, absolutely. Best couple of people you will ever meet. But uh, Sweetest, most loving. Even with the babies in Natalie's belly. Yeah. Mary Lou would be the person that could give birth and then um, still work on the field later on that afternoon. I'm she's she's sure, that tough. I'm sure she could. And she's... I couldn't. She could. Another <laughs> thing you don't say about a lady is how much she weighs, but she's well under 100 pounds. Yes. She's a tiny little lady, but man, she is, she is tough. She's, yep, she's fierce and tough. You wouldn't believe it for, what she's, for how tiny she is, but she is definitely a good thing anyway i think we've come to the end of this podcast yes thank you guys so much for listening i hope you guys enjoyed this i have no idea what we're gonna do next week but um wes isley's magic life the vlog that we do on youtube and facebook is available every single week episode 244 comes out this sunday we're gonna try to do these podcasts every wednesday and get them up as soon as possible but uh thank you guys for listening thank you for subscribing Check out our Patreon page. It's Wes underscore Isley. Help support us and get some cool stuff. And um, we'll see you next week. Sounds good. One, two, three. See, see you, you next, next week. week. <laughs> Check us out online at WesIsley.com and Patreon.com forward slash Wes underscore Isley. For behind the scene videos, blooper videos, never before seen footage, discounts on merchandise, magic trick tutorials, and more. That's Wes Isley spelled W-E-S-I-S-E-L-I. -S -S -E